Hello and welcome to Ale Tales, a monthly podcast about craft beer and real ales with just a smattering of irreverent banter. This month we decided to take it on the road uh, and we hope that you like the different format to the show. If you do want to get in touch or if you want to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. We're also on Instagram at Aletales Podcast and the email address is aletalespodcast.gmail.com. iTunes really does help if you are listening on your iPhone. Could you leave us a review? Thank you all for continuing to listen and sticking with us. Uh, enjoy the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon indeed. Where are we, Daniel? We are in Saltaire, of all places. UNESCO World Heritage Village in West Yorkshire. Thanks for that little bit of factualness. You are welcome. So yeah, we decided we'd have a away day, as they say in the footballing world. So we're at uh, Salt. Um, what's it called? <laughs> Salt Beer Factory in Salt Kitchen. Beer Factory. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what we, we've got our first pint in. Yeah, it's um, jute, which is. Can you remember the description? Uh, light and hoppy, and that it is. What Did style you, is it? I can't remember. What is it say on the pump? It's a session IPA. Oh, you've got this round it. A session IPA. Yeah, mm. it's, it's nice, isn't it? What do you make of it so far? Yeah. It's, um, it is indeed light. You were saying that you had one the other day, and remember it being a bit, a bit heftier. Yeah. On on the tongue. Indeed. But, uh, ah, yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's, it's a good sup. Um, good starter, I think. There's a lot of uh, a lot of nice beers, hence us coming here. Uh, I think we're probably going to have to go to Cannes at some stage today, though. When you go to the bar to get oh, the next one. meant in France. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to a film festival. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, yeah, but when you go to get the next one, have a look at the Cannes, because there's quite a lot. Okay. Quite a lot of nice ones. This beer, it tastes quite tropical. It's like wearing a pineapple face mask. You're obsessed with pineapples. I, I think swear down. You, yeah. you love your pineapples. It's like lilt meets IPA totally on Summer's Day. Mm. That right. Mm. Nice rhyme. It's nice, nice, yeah. I think it is quite hard to find a good sessiony IPA, but this yeah. is the spot, my friend. My only, my only concern is that I'm left with a bit of a claggy, claggy mouth afterwards. Claggy? Yeah. Mm. But the, the overall flavour profile is very much to my taste, but I'm left with a sort of, I don't know, resin, resin on my tongue. But other than that, I'd say solid, solid beverage to start. Part it, of the, um, the salt logo is um, some hexagonal shapes of different colours, one sort of like a... Uh, yeah, but like a honey-coloured one. There's a grey one and there's a black one. The reason I mention that is that... <laughs> I don't, is elaborate. <laughs> I, I don't know the um, bee link here, which is awful research for a podcast, but the um, beer it's itself... Standard, standard though for ale Indeed, it is. The, the beer itself has got that sort of honey... Quality profile, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's like a hazy, pale, but rich yellow. It's very nice. Yeah, it's a very, you know, we judge beers on aesthetic quality these days as well. And that's what we do. We must. I fancy this beer right <laughs> Okay. So, what, what else is going on with you? I know you hate that question, but how's things? How's three weeks how's today? Life you? I will be a married man. Oh. 
which won't date oh. this podcast at all. But sorry about that. Oh, I don't think that matters, mate. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Very yeah. exciting times. Yeah. Good. Are you giddy? Are you nervous? Are you I'm a combination giddy. of both? Both of those things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, dear listeners, Daniel is my best man. Are you, are you nervous about the speech? What speech? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. I think it'll be it'll be good, but the best man speech is a bit of a poison chalice in a way, isn't it? Because you, you're up last. The groom and the father of the bride have probably got a few last, but a few tears in as well. And I've got to come in there and smash it and like be nice, be entertaining, be entertaining, but also be a bit mean, but not too mean so that everyone thinks I'm a wanker. So. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I've got the balance right from what I've written so far, but we, we'll see. We'll see. Let's uh, let's come back in in December and uh, see how it how it went. What I can promise you about the we- the wedding, Daniel, and yeah. uh, we have got. I appreciate this. This is uh, you know sort of redundant thing to mention to our listeners, but there are some nice ales on tap. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to reveal the details. Oh, please do. It would be. It's going to be. There's going to be some ales on there that would be worthy of a mention. I think some of our listeners are coming to the wedding. So (laughs) yes. Well, maybe I could do. We could do a little review of one of the beers, not at the wedding, because that would be not in keeping with the day. But would would she know? Is it someone? Yeah. Well, we have potentially just told her on the podcast. You've got to. Well, she doesn't listen, so it's fine. Um, Only when I make it. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, this is your first lesson of marriage. Like what she doesn't know won't hurt her. So if if we're just sat in the corner for a little bit, well, think about think back to my wedding. We went off and had a cigar for about twenty minutes. That's his tradition. Yeah, uh, and my missus don't like me smoking, but we did it anyway, and she's fine. I mean, my missus does listen to this, so now I'm in shit. But it's, it'll be it'll be right. Exactly. Yeah. So what what are you fancying next anyway? What style? Yeah, I'm happy to step it up and from the move away from the session. What's up next? Welcome back. It's uh, this is the Huckerback. I'm bringing Huckerback. Quite the New England IPA at this fine establishment. We're still in salt. It is, yeah. Mm. It looks like it looks like a mango lassi. Does it taste like a mango lassi? That is. I don't know what a mango lassi is. Is that with rum and ting? No, it's like a yogurt type consistency. There's some yogurtiness to it. Fruit drink Uh, that is consumed in India. I'm going to say something controversial. That tastes very similar to the previous one. It's a lot more bitter, is that? Is it? Yeah, and I think that's the New England hops. What, which is? I don't know. <laughs> whenever, I've had a, whenever I've had a New England IPA, I've noticed okay. that bitterness. I'm going to do two things. The first thing is I'm going to look up uh, New England IPA. Marvellous. Hops. Do you want me to just run with a description on this then? Please do. Hmm. So, it is a very pleasurable drink to just stare at because it's got a dense, sort of, um, a dense, hazy... Uh, honeycomb fog to it. It's lovely to look at. Um, You're really obsessed with the uh, aesthetics of beer. I am, yeah, I know, I don't know why. Um, but, so it looks, as I say, like a mango lassi, so I'm, I'm looking at that thinking that looks really fruity. Um, but the style of this beer means that you get a, a, a sort of tickle of fruit at the beginning, followed by massive amounts of bitterness slapping around the face. Like I, get, I, get, I do get. <laughs> I do get the bitterness, 
Uh, and actually, you're right. So a New England IPA should be pretty high on the bitter. So 50 to 70 IBU apparent flair. Um, but yeah, in terms of hops, um, I think they've got the balance right because you haven't got fruit sort of trying to outmuscle the bitterness. I think the idea with this one is it's a, a subtle fruit with a, a hefty sort of bittery sort of. Yeah, yeah, so you've got the Citra, the Mosaic, and Velma. Okay. Um, not familiar with the Velma. No, I'm not Velma. either. Velma! <laughs> What's that? A couple of Flintstones. Oh, Flintstones. Of course. Uh, yeah, and the other thing that I was going to do is tell you a little bit more about where we are. Oh, please do. Oh, yes. So, Salt Beer Factory, what do they say? They say, salt began with a simple dream to brew great craft lager, but evolved into something much, much greater. The, Thank goodness. The second much was my own. Well, uh, our mission is to produce show-stopping, hot-forward beers and couple them with an interactive brewery experience. We haven't actually done the brewery tour. Maybe, Maybe we not. should go and uh, ask. List the list. Yeah. Uh, so the name Salt comes from our home, the UNESCO World Heritage Site, as previously mentioned by them, uh, Village of Saltaire. Our homeland was built by a super-progressive pioneer of workers' rights in the 1800s. We adopt the same progressive spirit for our modern brewing styles. The inspiration of our forefathers can be seen in our name throughout our brewery and the textiles used to name our beers. Textiles used to name our beers? Oh, uh, okay. What's the whole about then? No idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here's to you, Sir Titus Salt. Here's to you. But he was a miserable old git, wasn't he? He was progressive. But he, like, he, he treated work as well, but he also yeah. didn't like people drinking. Yeah, I'm not going to hold it against him. He was ahead of his time, though. He created this amazing... So, for those who don't know Saltaire, you've got the fabulous Salts Mill, which is a combination of art galleries, some David Hockney stuff is quite regularly shown there. They've got an amazing independent bookshop. They have it is, it is amazing. Yeah, cafe. It's a brilliant place, isn't it? It's yeah. absolutely huge in scale. And then you've got all these rows of um, terrace houses that are, that are listed. And so they've still got all the original sash windows and the sort of stoneworks. Got that. Welcome to the history of architecture in West Yorkshire. Grand <laughs> designs through the eyes of two relatively pissed gentlemen. Um, well, after a pint and a sip. Yeah, but we're just topping up our levels yeah, from last night. That's true, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the weekend. Mm. Uh, but no, Saltaire is a wonderful place you should visit, and it's got um, a plethora of nice drinking holes as well. This being one of them. And we what, made, what do you make about the ambience of this place? You like salt? I really like it. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's uh, it's quite modern, isn't it, in design? But it's got the sort of old school mahogany sort of. Wood yeah. handling and things. Yeah, it's built in an old tram shed, I believe, and the yeah. old tram lines are out front, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's no, class in here. It's really nice. So yeah, I nice. noticed. So this this venue used to be called the old tram shed um, as a as a bar as well. And I've noticed on tap they've got, a, or it might have been in cans actually, a tram shed beer. We should try that. The tribute. The other thing I think we should try, and we may actually end up going somewhere else, but. I think we should also try, since it was a winner. Oh yeah. If there's if the DDH IPA is here, that won an award in May of this year, What's and it called? in uh, it's uh, I think it's just I don't know I can't see the full name of it, but it's a DDH IPA. It's in a green can, so let's have a look see if we can find it. Okay. And then they won a. Um, for a black IPA, it won Black IPA. Bronze at the World Beer Awards. Oh, 
So there's two breweries in Saltaire, as far as I understand. So this is the new Augustine. Yeah. Saltaire Brewery, which we've both been to, is a fantastic place there. The other side of this small town, uh, at, they're actually in Chipley on an industrial estate in Chipley, yeah, which is I don't really immediately like next door to yeah. Saltaire. But it's nice, yeah. Uh, but that's called Saltaire Brewery. And there's stuff that is more traditional than this day, I think. It is, it is. Yeah, this is more of the craft beer scene and the whole, yeah, craft beer and pizza is, is the way they're going here. And it, like, you, I, I don't think you could go to Saltaire Brewery and sit and have as nice an experience as you can here. So they've clearly set this up it's from the outset. Yeah, it's, it's only a year old. You know, it's like they opened November 2018. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realise So I, I don't think you can have the same sort of experience in Saltaire Brewery, to be honest. No, but it depends what you're looking for. That's more of a traditional sort of... Um, taproom experience I don't know if they actually have a taproom do they but they have regular events there yeah. where it's like a mini yeah. beer festival um, and you're essentially drinking in a working brewery which is great but it's like a, a warehouse on an industrial estate yeah. which has its merits and I like that raw stripped back experience because you feel close to the original product mm. whereas here it's a very polished environment isn't it but it's very comfy there's so many, so many things that I could say, like innuendos there, but I'm trying to grow and mature as a person. Yeah, so, I can uh, literally see your head throbbing with. <laughs> Sorry? Your head throbbing. Uh, I said those words. Uh, it's getting silly after a pint, uh, a few sips. <laughs> Welcome to Outtown. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I am liking this the more I drink it. I thought it was a bit bland to begin with, but it has less of that flagginess on the aftertaste. I, I, do, I get the bitterness. It's quite a crisp. Bitterness, which I like. I don't like sort of that. I'm not a huge fan of overly malty bitterness, which is more traditional. But it, it doesn't. It, the mouthfeel afterwards isn't great. Whereas this is quite clean. I'm, I'm not getting the juiciness. Like you expect juiciness from a, a neeper as well, don't you? So you but think that's quite dry? I don't think it is. I I don't get as much like you said a mango lassi and it kind of looks like that. It does. And you, you're expecting this like kapow, kapow of and juice. Juice bites coming well. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I do like it. I think both have been solid. So yeah, far. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not like blowing my socks off. Uncomplicated, solid. aren't they? Yeah. I think that they've got a formula yeah. and they make decent beer. It's not like, oh, I mean, obviously some of it is award winning, but it's like, it's not, at the minute, it's not like Northern Monk or, you know, no. North Brew and Co. sort of standard for me. No? Nah, it's, it, it, I like it. I do like it. I could sit and sup it, but it's not really magical juice I, I, what I'm impressed by is they're very much delivering on the style of beer that they're saying they're going to pour you so that session IPA, IPA we had the juice tasted very much like session IPA this tastes very much like a New England IPA okay. you know there's not there's no uh, ambiguity about that it's very clearly what it it says I like that I like that okay. reliability yeah. so I think, think these are really good beers you I'm, think that I've once again shown the uh, subtlety of my palate to be very much <laughs> lacking because I said they tasted the same Daniel I would never criticise your palate <laughs> we, we were talking last night weren't we and maybe we'll get on to what we were actually doing last night three uh, later but yeah we were saying last night like should we try and uh, you know get better at knowing our beers um, 
but maybe part of the, the joy of what we do is that we are being ridiculous and learning quite quite slowly yeah learning because, on the job we're taking you yeah, with us dear listener yeah absolutely um, because I still feel very much like I don't know a great deal about beer I know what I like and what I don't like but I still you know I've, I've done a bit of reading but I, I, I still don't think, I, would ne- I would not say I'm even a, I don't know even a, approaching a, a veteran in the, in the game I I'm think not I'm still sure. rookie standard I'm not sure our listenership this tunes in ship. to hear an educated Ah, okay, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. But Beer review. Okay. <laughs> what about if we're still doing this in 10 years and we still know it's sweet FA about beer? It probably doesn't reflect too well on our mental capacity. <laughs> sure. <Okay. laughs> or our curiosity with the world. <laughs> What do we got right now? This is the Tram Shed, the tribute beer. This is the Tram Shed. So what this venue was previously called. It is a collab as well. I'm very excited by this, Daniel. Do you know why? Because uh, you like double Ds. Hell yes. What else? Who doesn't? Um, no, that is all. I am very. I love this style of beer. Yeah. Full bodied and full flavoured. Expect big hits of tropical fruits. Oh yeah, you know that's my game. Oh, yeah. Mango and stone stone fruit. Stone Hell, stone fruit. fruit. A juicy double dry hot IPA with a soft mouth feel. <laughs> oh right. Citra, citra. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Idaho Seven and Motueka. Motueka. Fantastic! I am so excited about this beer right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even trying it. Yeah, Shall yeah. we? Shall we? Yes. I don't think I've even. Oh come on! Open my. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bad. excited. I'm a little disappointed that all they gave us was a beer Moretti glass to drink out of. Yeah, me too. No officially branded glasses. Uh, yeah, but we've we've had a lovely old time here, haven't we? We have. It's a fantastic venue. Just to say, ben, Ben's doing the uh, Donald Trump esque. No, come on, circle don't mention his name. With your thumb and index finger. That looks like his mouth, that <laughs> hand gesture you do right now. Very tight circle. Like when he does his bum, his bum hole. Yes, his bum hole mouth. Starfish. <laughs> chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> Nice. Great album. That is fucking wonderful. Cheers. That is really lush bit. Lush. Oh, crikey. I absolutely love that. I do love a DDH IPA. I so absolutely I, love that. I think we... Um, I absolutely love that. We slash I decided just to go for an IPA heavy episode because the first two were IPAs. So, and, and we really wanted to try this tram shed. And then I've also gone for a couple of cans of the award-winning Answer Is None Black IPA. Yep. So I just thought, well, yeah, there. just throw it in there. And then we might throw in a Fanny's later and <laughs> that's not strip club throw in some fannies a snail house well um, everyone should know what fannies is because it made our top 10 pubs list oh of course yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. hopefully we get to go there but the, the train times are against us currently. oh yeah I found some alternatives Daniel Excellent. good I'm glad we're having this online <laughs> this conversation oh mate I think this this is a massive statement right now mm. I think this is the best beer I've drank on ourselves oh sheezy hellfire wow really nice uh, design as well what is the other um, thingy 
Brewery. Track Track Brewing Co. Where are they then? Don't know. No, me neither. So again, brilliantly researched. <laughs> how about how about, how about so could you explain while I have a look at uh, where Track Brewing Co. are? Could you explain to our dear listeners? Did you know this building itself is grade two listed? I I don't know what that means. I do really. I do really. I do really. Of course. Go on. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> I think I said, why is it your best? I'm lost beer? in the beautifulness of this oh. um, Because it's hoppy, but not like, despite being a double IPA weather, it's um, not smacky around the face hoppy, but yes. it's, it's got a beautiful rounded fruitiness to it. Like, it's, oh, it's just so smooth. It is yes. wonderful. It's got yes. a nice creamy head on it. Um, in keeping with today's sort of aesthetic comments is, is a very satisfying to look at but the flavour is just it's just wonderful it's um, got depth um, yeah it's not, sometimes with an IPA a tropical IPA it's fairly one dimensional they just make the flavour of the fruit really bold and it's yeah in your face this mm. is just I mean, you can't really describe a double IPA sensor as sessiony, but a double dry hops IPA. Double IPA is a different. Sorry, thing. forgive me. Yes, I know. Um, you big willy. But that I could drink a few of these. This mm. is absolutely mm. delicious. Incredible. Yeah, agreed. So Track Brewing Co. It's like Daniel. Uh, a swimming pool. A swimming pool. Swimming. Swimming pool. Swimming pool. Yeah. A swimming pool full of tropical fruits. Just like flapping over my back as I'm doing the front crawl. Once again, just cutting through your serenity. Analogies or similes, fruit. whatever it is. It's just wonderful experience. It's. You, I'm not sat here right now, okay? I'm on this. I've stepped out of my body right now. I floated on a plane. On a plane? <laughs> Not an aeroplane. <laughs> a different plane. Okay. Plane of existence. Say so what? Do you think we get more trippy as we get more drunk? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think we should engage in So you are very obsessed with... Uh, Pineapples yes, and I swimming in fruits. Daniel, I think I should have been born on a tropical island somewhere. I think I'm. We could go I to one I if you want. Caribbean roots that I'm unaware of. I really don't think you do. I think you're the least Caribbean esque person I know. <laughs> in what sense? And I mean that in a really nice way. Uh, you are somewhat uptight <laughs> on occasion. Thanks, mate. We discussed this earlier, didn't we, off mic, that we are both a certain type of personality, which is generally we think too much about things and the world. And Caribbean people, you know, stereotypically don't think about things. You know, easygoing, seriously easygoing. That is an assassination of a national stereotype right It's not nationality, is it? It's a general group of people. Thank you. Track Brewing Co. is uh, underrated quality. It is, it is. Track Brewing Co. established in 2014. We focus on pale, hoppy beers that reflect our experiences. Our passion for adventure runs throughout the brewery, continuously driving and inspiring every brewery brewer we produce. So that's in Manchester. They brought all their boys to the yard. Oh, yeah. That Milk is going shade. on so many times in my mouth. That is wonderful. It is, it's that great. I do wish that breweries would come up with some more interesting 
ways of describing themselves though because they all seem to be the same like inspired by the shit around us like the railway tracks or the things that we like just I don't know say something different say something like like what how would you describe your own brewery if well, we don't develop you years mean, of a certain cur- curbside brewery that we're gonna curbside oh come on you know that we are creating <laughs> just curbside oh, okay good uh, so yeah well what would be your marketing spiel so I would say born and raised on the curb but we don't prostitute ourselves to the masses um, with, it's a bit, it feels a bit rude with uh, a love of everything that is wrong with the world wow <laughs> deep man that's a double deep IPA <laughs> and a for that man um, uh, taking pleasure in all the best things in life like a nice warm cuddle and great mouthfeel with your yes with your partner in crime which is you cheers to that my friend I think it's too homoerotic sometimes I think that's what the listeners love to be honest I think if they broke it down to a list of what they love about this podcast it'd be the homoeroticism is right up there is number one right up there Ali Mm. Um, we went went up Ada's Ali earlier didn't we up at Ada Street up at Ada Street yeah if you take the ah sound out of those two words it's dangerous dangerous don't do it don't do it I wanted to um, Prince Andrew don't ret- do it <laughs> so now you've had a few beers you're allowed to hey, mention no, that's, that's, that's not I don't think that's legally contentious mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to return that was to was just a bit of a friendly advice from one peasant to a royal one peasant is that how you see yourself a peasant no what were we doing last night? I was just night? emphasising the difference in status. Sure. What were we doing last night? I'm by the state. You're, you're absolutely in the filth, rolling around. You know, like on uh, Monty Python, where uh, an Holy Grail, where the king comes, King Arthur comes along, and he's just like a peasant, just like literally shoveling shit with his yeah, hands. I love that scene. That's you. Yeah. Thanks. And <laughs> I believe that's one of the nicest things you've ever said to Who me. Who are you? <laughs> I'm your king. <laughs> I didn't vote for you. <laughs> oh, you don't vote for me. Topical. Uh, so what were we doing last night? Just like our prime minister. Mm. We didn't vote for him. Definitely not. Yeah, let's have a little politi- political swerve. Let's not. I've asked you three times what we did last night. Uh, okay. Uh, general election on December the 12th. <laughs> two days before my wedding. And that really annoyed me. Why what did we do last me? night? We went to first, the market town of first last yeah. night. I love this, and they had. I think you want to move there, which I think your wife to be would not agree with. No, at I all. think she would actually. Okay. Um, the home of James Harriet. Who? The Yorkshireman. The Yorkshireman. Yorkshire no, it's Dublin. Who is it? Uh, yes, yes, thank you. you. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Um, that was the glass collector. The glass who collector. Is, who is James? He deserves Harriet? a better title than that. No. Daniel, as a Yorkshireman, James, if you just said James Harriet's the Yorkshire there. Am I a Yorkshireman though, really? The TV. How many years have I lived in this county? The vast majority of your time there. That's very true, but I have lived away for five years. Still a fucking Yorkshireman at heart, mate. Yes, the first swear word of the episode was deserving. 
it's not the first swear word at all. It's maybe the first swear word that you've uttered, but I've said many a swear word. Which, by the way, I've been told off for by people. Mainly on your wife. Hold it. No, no, she's she's fine with it. Um, my what is he? Stepfather-in-law. Okay. Has told me. Is that a thing? Anyway. Yeah, let's go with that. Our new our news hound. Yes. Derek has told me off. He said I started listening to the last episode, lad, and you just said too many swear words, and we turned it off. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Well, I think um, we kept it quite clean. Yeah, it's, it's been all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, don't, I still that, don't know. I still don't know who James Harry is. You don't I'm I'm appalled. <laughs> James Harriet. <laughs> James Harriet. So he was he was Alf White. Alf White Who? was a legendary farm vet based in Thirsk. Um, a few decades ago. Right. Um, he wrote semi autobiographical <laughs> Biographical? That's the one. Um, stories about his veterinary career under the pseudonym of James Harriet. Oh, so that's not his actual name? He's no, not, James Harriet doesn't exist. It's so, under Plume. So, so it's no wonder I don't know him, because he doesn't exist. No, but the James Harriet books Do you know my Creatures Great and Small on the TV series <laughs> The Spurt right. legendary and they led to the model of the Yorkshire vet which is on TV right now so who's which, he? on channel 5 every Tuesday at 8pm which brings us right. back to the point of where we got on with all this jumped on yeah, the but James this, Harriet this is right. my issue is that there's too many bloody vets in Yorkshire how so is that? James Harriet James Harriet that's a ridiculous statement and then there's the Yorkshire vet yeah? yeah and then there's the naked vet yeah, but this is all linked. Yeah. So, but well, I, well, I can't know all these people. Like, well, I know that the guy so you the saw last night called Julian. Julian. Yeah. Peter Wright. What? Then. The Yorkshire vet's Julian. Just, I know no, the Yorkshire vet is two people. Let me explain. Oh, Let me explain. Christ, so the Yorkshire vet is Julian Norton and Peter Wright. Are you surprised <laughs> that I'm confused? Who both worked in the veterinary practice that Alf White was famous for. Right. Okay, right in first. So legendary vet. These two guys come in, have become modern legendary vets. Right. On TV, documentary channel five. Right. Extolling the great virtues of mixed practice, mixed veterinary practice in the rural county of North Yorkshire. Fantastic place. Um, so Julian Norton has started a podcast yeah. with his neighbour Kate Fox called The Naked Vet. Tune in, it's great. We went to first class night, which is how this conversation... You and Julian? No, me and you. Did you that. and uh, James Harriet? Sorry, Derek. <laughs> um, um, oh. <laughs> Daniel, it's very rare that you come across as the more drunk out of the two of us, but right now, mate... So, last... Let's cut for us. Last night, we were in first for the social... Uh, what was it called? Podcast Social Club. Yes. The first meeting um, at Rural Arts in Thirsk, and we were, and I went to the Naked Vet, which is the podcast of Julian Norton and his neighbour and poet, yes, Kate Fox, and they were brilliant. And you went to I went to podcast about after all this time always, which was also superb, uh, which is basically a Harry Potter and general popular culture 
sort of podcast. They talked about all, all sorts of things, including the films upcoming for Nicolas Cage next year. Nicolas Cage? He's got seven films coming out. Uh, one of which is about Nicholas. He's always got several films. Well, I know, but apparently he's, uh, he's absolutely broke. He's broke now. So he bought a. He's t- t- been in like 1700 films. I know, but he's clearly just, just gone through all that money like in no one's business. He bought T Rex Skeleton and he's since had to sell it. So next year he's doing seven films, one of which is uh, about Nicolas Cage from the 90s coming to Nicolas Cage in 2019, 2020, whatever, and telling him that he shouldn't record, he shouldn't do those films in the 90s. He's playing himself in the yes, first Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's bizarre. That is the biggest ego trip I in know. Hollywood ever. I know, yeah. Uh, he's, become, he's become like a meme of himself, really, hasn't he? What's your favourite snake? Favourite Nicolas favorite Cage snake film? Face Off. That was a very quick answer. It's a good film. Gone 60 seconds for me. Oh, absolutely love on air. Uh, somewhere in the middle. But yeah, enjoyable. Do you know, there's many people that my wife doesn't like, and Nicolas Cage is one of them. I don't she think can't, my future wife enjoys yeah. Nicolas Cage either. Yeah. But yeah, so we had a great night, and then we also went to uh, One Together, which was <laughs> interesting. Yeah, not my street. It was a uh, top flight time machine. Oh, we, we can we can we can sully them. Don't don't you worry about it. Like Ben's making faces at me, like I'm being contentious. Play nice. Play nice with why? Why? What are they going to do? I mean, they were both like big bald uh, cockneys that probably <laughs> could kick the shit out of us quite easily. Just one for me. Yeah, Not it was. Sense it was weird. That so one of the guys from Atletico Mints, isn't he? Which I said sure with Bob Mortimer, which I said that I didn't really like prior to that. But it was no. Some bits were good. It started off. Well, I enjoyed the bits where they were reading out from Roy Keane's autobiography, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Latvian version. So that, it was made up extracts that yeah. obviously went for UK audience. Yeah, um, that, I mean that was quite silly. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So I think the the moral, if there is one, is <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Like a dead body fell down the flight of stairs. <laughs> Frank LeBeuf. Frank LeBeuf. The podcast scene, even in North Yorkshire, is, is quite strong. And I think that podcasts, we're, we're getting into it, not just for our own selfish purposes and the fact we enjoy doing this, but yeah. I think that there is, you know, there's a nice, it's a really nice community, isn't it? Like, it is, it is. And we got a sense of that last night, wasn't yeah. it? It's, it's quite sort of everyone, people who come from, in the um, Naked Vet podcast, someone would come from as far away as Hong Kong, believe it or not, allegedly, oh, really? to, to be there that night. I mean, ah. I mean, she didn't look like she was a Hong Kong native, don't get me wrong. There was someone from America in ours, as in like she'd come, yeah, to, I think she was like visiting Yorkshire in general, but she decided to come along and watch this Harry Potter podcast being recorded. So basically, uh, top line, we're saying North Yorkshire is a wonderful place, burgeoning with creativity and full of great beer. I think we should turn this into like a beer slash North Yorkshire big up podcast basically I mean we are saying West Yorkshire right now <laughs> have I just Yorkshire generally yeah, yeah indeed yeah. yeah capital of the world mate cheers to that cheers with a double dry hopped IPA from Yorkshire slash Manchester collab oh. I maybe I'm not going to go as far as you and say that that is the best beer we've had on this podcast but it is well up there 
there, is, there is something about that style of beer, isn't there? I love it, yeah. It's it just... Because it... A lot of people complain... A lot of our friends say the craft beer scene's gone too far and it's about making flowery statements. That feels like... This style of beer feels like a genuine ode to traditional taste of beer without being overly bold even the description suggests that it's way out there I just think it's lovely it brings like some sort of rounded rounded tropical fruity notes to a dense beer style I really like it yeah you keep saying rounded and I, I definitely agree with that like it is it feels like a, a complete beer rather than a bit of a half assed watery flowery number yeah um, the first so beer that we had um, one of our mates also had it elsewhere I think he's in York yeah we, well, we were worried he was well not worried we <laughs> thought he might be sat like a table watching us at one stage I mean it wouldn't surprise me if he was just sat watching us but well, yeah. he's a traditional he's beer drinker yeah. as well, so it's interesting he'd even pick that up. But I've got, I've, I've got him into more sort of uh, crafty beers. But, yeah, he said that he didn't like the jute because it was. he said it tastes like flowers. So, yeah, I think that this this style of beer and this this particular one is, is a really good um, example of, of a craft beer. Whereas you... you Session IPAs or New England IPAs are not for everyone. I think even your traditionalists can get into a double dry hot IPA because it is so full-bodied and not just flowery. It's more fruity than anything. I would love to know what our mutual friends who have the jute would think of this beer. I think you'd enjoy it more, actually. Definitely. Well, maybe we should buy him a can. We should, Jamie. Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do you want to, you wanna, oh, you've still got loads left of that. I was going to say, do you want to crack into the answer is none? The thing so, is, right, when, I don't know how you feel. When I get a really nice beer, I just, I do te- deliberately slow down and I just want to savour it. Yeah. Because I, I then started to drink good craft beer like I would drink a whiskey. Yeah. Most, I mean, not quite the same pace, but, yeah. you know, more relative to that than a pint of lager. Sure, sure. I want to savour it. It's lovely. Mm. Absolutely. So you, you do savour that, but in the meantime, <laughs> i tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to be really honest with you. Oh, yeah? That I uh, did this quiz before, like a week ago, and I got 14, and in fact I screenshotted it. What is this quiz, Daniel? So it's the Joe uh, Friday pub quiz. So I thought since we're in a pub, basically, yeah. you, could, uh, you could do this pub quiz. Hit so me with those written sticks. I, I will show you my, uh, my screenshot, and you can confirm to the listeners that I did indeed get 14 out of 25. I mean, yeah, so allegedly. Well, I screenshotted it. Could be marked up. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I photoshopped it. Uh, Cynical ex-journalist. What can I say? (laughs) I did like the uh, last night in that second podcast we listened to. They were just completely ripping into journalists, and I was like, "Now, now, yeah, they were. Do you not remember? No. Yeah, they were basically just like slagging off sort of Daily Mail, Sun type journalists. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but that's fair game. They're all tossers. Really? I feel like you've defended everyone in the past anyone who writes anything ever no I defend the 4th estate but they're not the 4th estate they just fucking toss us trying to 
quickly sell papers. Sorry, Derek. Sensationalism. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Derek. Um, stay with us. It will, yeah. <laughs> It'll get worse. <laughs> Probably will from here on in. I'm not going to lie. So, um, the pub quiz of this week. Here we go. Hit me. Uh, this week? Yeah, it is this week. Uh, general knowledge. John oh, Steinbeck's dear. Of Mice and Men was published in what year? 1867, 1937, or 1935? What was the last one? 1995. 1995. <laughs> uh, 37. Correct. Is that an answer? Correct. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Why did the executive producers of Jaws decide to fire its original director, Dick Richards, and replace him with Steven Spielberg? Richards kept referring to the sea as the pool. Richards kept referring to the shark as a whale. Or <laughs> Richards wanted the shark to talk. I mean, surely not the third, but I'm going to say the third. Uh, that was incorrect. It was Richards kept referring to the shark as a whale. Uh, number three. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, number three. How many different blood types are there? Two, four, or eight? Eight. Correct. Boom. Well done. Which of these towns has the biggest population? Harrogate. By the way, if you're from the north, you say Harrogate, Harrogate. not Harrogate. Rosie, my wife, to be always tells me I'm just saying Harrogate. Why? Because she says Harrogate. Harrogate. Oh, Jesus. Harrogate. I love her, but she's not. She's not proper Yorkshire, is she? Well, she was born in Gravesend. There you well, go, then. No, I'm not going <laughs> to confess my own. Carry on. Go on. No. You were carry born on. in Yorkshire. No, 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 no. Carry on. <laughs> I don't want to publicly dilute my Yorkshireness. I think you already have. No, carry on. Like, it was a six-week thing that I feel incredibly guilty for, even though I had no control over it. You did what? Carry on. You were born in Rochdale. I just remembered. Like, I just remembered now. I mean, you're my best man. You should know that. <laughs> carry on. I just remembered. Uh, Harrogate, Milton Keynes, or Hastings? Biggest population. Milton Keynes. Correct. Well done. Next, How many different next. versions? <laughs> next song. Next song. How many different versions of the iPhone have been released to date? Eighteen. Who gives a shit? Sorry, Derek. That's not one of the answers. Eighteen, twenty-four, or thirty-five. I mean, who cares? Eighteen. Incorrect. Twenty-four. Good. Great. Round two. Well done, world. Who said it? Politicians or characters from the thick of it? Have you ever seen the thick of it? No. I'm still um, here. So, <laughs> there's going to be some swearing here, I'm afraid. Sorry, Derek, as usual. Sorry, Derek. Uh, this is the trouble with the public. They're fucking horrible. Was it Dominic Cummings? Was it Peter Mannion from the thick of it? Or was it Boris Johnson? Peter Mannion. Uh, it was indeed Peter Mannion from the thick of it. No idea who he is. Uh, do you know what it's like to clean up your own mother's piss? Was that Jeremy Corbyn? Was it Diane Abbott? Or was it a woman outside a factory in the thick of it? I mean, I'd like to think it was a woman outside a factory in the thick of it. Is that your answer? Yes. Correct. Uh, Tory MPs largely do not care about these poorer people. They don't care about the NHS. And the public has kind of cotton on to that. Was that John McDonnell of Labour? Was it Ollie Reader of the thick of it? Or was it Dominic Cummings? John McDonald. Incorrect. It was Dominic Cummings. Politician, either way. Whatever. Then went. Number nine. uh, People don't like their politicians to be comfortable. They don't like you having expenses. They don't like you being paid. They'd rather you live in a fucking cave. Whoa. Was that Jacob Rees-Mogg? Tony Blair or Malcolm Tucker of the thick of it? Malcolm Tucker. 
It was indeed Malcolm Tucker. He is absolutely, he's the best part of it. You need to watch the thick of it, it's very good. From that quote alone, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, number 10, she's got dyed blonde hair and pouty lips and a steely blue stare, like a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. Whoa. Was that Malcolm Tucker, the thick of it? David Cameron or Boris Johnson about, um, what's her face? Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Malcolm Tucker. It was not. It was Boris Johnson. Wow. Our Prime Minister, ladies and gentlemen. In the Telegraph in 2007. Our unelected Prime Minister. Round three. This is an easy one for you. When was the last time Liverpool won the English top division? I'm not even going to give you the options. Oh, he doesn't. It, no, it was um, 1990. 1990, 91. Because it's 1989 slash 90, 1990-91 or 2004-5. Mate, I was 80. I wasn't paying attention. So is it 89-90 or is it 90-91? Sorry, say that again. 89-90 or 90-91. slash Oh, I see. Right, okay. Uh, it was um, 89.90. It was. Well done. Oh, thank God. If you'd have got that wrong, <laughs> I'll ripped you a new one. Do you know, just, just on that point, um, a slight tangent, I have a picture of that uh, Liverpool's last... It's more like a collection of caricatures in one frame of that the Liverpool's last league winning side in my... Um, I called it my Liverpool room, Rosie calls it the changing room, the dressing room, yeah, because yeah. slowly my Liverpool stuff has been of moved course, to the that's, top shelves. Again, room. this is number two of uh, the rules of marriage, is that eventually she will take over everything that you love and just... I like to think of it as put it, put it in a cupboard. Or the attic. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I, I love you, Rosie. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I vowed not to take that down until Liverpool win the Premier League. Right. Okay, it's when, when, uh, when they do be next when, year. Not in when they do. Oh, I'll, I'll retire that picture. I'm with you, mate. And I'll replace it yeah. with one Liverpool. Number 12, we, we are very slow with these. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe worth you finishing that and as over. Yeah, I'm on it. I presume we're not getting the uh, next train. Uh, Consoling the watch, unlikely. That's half an hour. No. Uh, Next. Uh, so, how many of England's 1,000 uh, friendly games have they won? The England football team. Correct. Uh, 569, 670, or 850. Oh, it's definitely not the top one. Um, I mean, I don't really care. Oh, any, England. Any? They're, they're quite fun to watch these days. Better than Spurs. I've got to be honest, I've never identified with uh, England manager more than Gareth Southgate. I love the fella. Absolute gentleman. Yeah. And he dresses with a bit of style and panache. And he invests in youth. Do you know what I love Gareth Southgate? I have a Gareth Southgate shirt, tie and... um, Waistcoat combination, yeah. Well, the exact same. I had the shirt and tie even probably before he had it, and then same one. And some, well, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And then somebody bought me a a waistcoat. My father-in-law and yeah bought me a waistcoat for Christmas one year, so I could actually look very much Gareth Southgate-esque. I would like you to dress up as Gareth Southgate for our next episode. Uh, That would literally only benefit you. I'm happy with that. <laughs> okay. So, how many games? 569, 670, or 850? Out of how many? 1,000. Uh, 670. 
Incorrect. Five six nine. Yeah, wish it. It's coming home, lads. Is what it says. The friendlies are boring. Uh, England and New Zealand went to another super over to decide their IT20 series last week. Which English batsman scored the most runs in the match? Ewan Morgan, Johnny Bairstow, or David Malan? The only person I know, the, the only two words that make sense there with Johnny Bairstow, because I've heard of him. Correct. I don't understand cricket. Correct. Carry on. I want to get into cricket more, but... Really? Yeah, kind of. I'm worried. Rafa Nadal was thrashed 6-2, 6-4 by whom in the ATP finals? Andy Murray, Nick Kirigigos, I don't know tennis, Alexander Ziviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviv
mean I've only heard of Amelie. I'm not sure that is the plot. Uh, Valerie, why not? You talked yourself out that it was Amelie. Oh, really? Yeah. No, my bad. Two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Ooh. I know this straight away. What? It's um, the one with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Okay. Go on, read him. The seventh seal, seven, or the magnificent seven. Seven, seven, seven. Next. You got 16 out of 25. Ooh, shit on it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Derek. Congratulations. Thank you. That's very dignified. No change. <laughs> How rude. Was that nice? <laughs> That's good. Beeper. Oh, Beeper. Black IPA. Ooh. That is very nice. Oh, I don't really see a point in calling it Black IPA because it's just very... Portery to me. Well, it's very hoppy. Yeah, but porters can be hoppy as well. No. No. Stouts? No. 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 That, that, is, that is a happy mixture of sort of a floral bouquet wrapped in a stout. That's lovely. Absolutely lovely. It's really smooth. It's nice, yeah, yeah. I've been really impressed tonight, so. I have. Right, difference between black IPAs and stout. Stouts. Let's go for some. Well, yeah. the answer is not. The answer is not. Which is the name of this beer, in case you weren't following. That is lovely. Right. Can I, I, can I just say, after having tasted, how many salts have we had? Four? Five? Uh, Four? This is our fourth, yeah. Um, if you're not a massive craft beer fan, you don't like the overly floral, bold, hit you in the face, salmon round the face, smack you in the head, smash your head on the table. I would love to do all those things. Craft to beer you. type thing. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, salt beer, their range is very much for you. Mm. I think it's a nice entry level sort of thing. Yeah, I think they they're, they're very rounded beers. They say exactly, they deliver exactly what they promise. I've been really impressed tonight. So she's. I'm not always this enthusiastic. No, you you're not. You're usually quite. Uh, Go on. Wonderful, amazing, incredible. That's, those weren't the words that prompted you to start that sentence. So, what is the difference between a black IPA and a porter or a stout? It's a mistake to assume that everything that is dark is a porter, and yet many brewers of black IPAs intentionally cram it with a dark roasted malt which characterises a stout. Differences they also pile on the hops later, which is which results in a more familiar fruity and bitter taste of an IPA. Um, it's like a black forest gatto without the cream. With what, lacking the sweetness? Yeah. So it's got the bitterness and a bit of fruitiness, but it still tastes like a beer. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. It is. And I can see why it won awards. Do you know what? I've had a couple of black IPAs recently. And they That's taste... the best one. Yeah. They taste quite thin. Yeah. Um, almost like just... I've, I've struggled in the past to taste the difference between a black lager and a black IPA. And maybe that's just my palate, or maybe it's the fact that they've not been done well in. I think that's fair, I'm the same. But I think 
I don't know. And the answer is none. The answer is this when it comes to a black IPA for mm. me is um, they're owning that. So uh, have you read the can yet? Because we've done no, that before where I've, re- I've repeated what you said. Uh, so chocolate notes on the nose give way to sweet honey and biscuit malt, aromas of lime, pine, mango and mint hoppiness. I mean, literally every flavour they've described there I don't necessarily get. No. But I do get it's not crisp. I actually do get mintiness on the brown. Or is it saying on the tongue? I get a bit of chocolatiness. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a beautiful bit. That is. I think. Do you know what? This classic cans have been better than the pints in here tonight. On balance, oh, I don't know. I really like the Jura, and I really like what was the one? The other one was Huckerback. Honky Tonk. <laughs> I like both those. I've, I've been really impressed with tonight's selection. The Duke left me with uh, a claggy mouth, and the Honky Tonk left me with a bit of a you know, you when you get that like acidy throat, you know what I mean? Like where you feel a bit uh, in your gullet, it's not chemically yeah, penetrated. Yeah, it chemically penetrated my throat, and so these are better in the sense that the DDH IPA left no sort of bad aftertaste uh, and yeah th- this this is a, a really really incredibly like wholesome wholesome that's wholesome's not a word is it wholesome's a prison no, I think it's a word is it wholesome's a prison yeah that's where uh, what's his face went the old singer down, 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 and the flames went higher. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash went to Folsom Prison. Did a gig. We're returning to our criminal issue. Our <laughs> you just burped into my friend. Uh, yes, deliberately. Do you not? Do you not know about that? Have you never so, watched like Walk the Line with Johnny Cash? No. He did a gig. He did, he did a gig in a prison. I thought you were suggesting that he'd been sentenced to. No, 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 no. All right. He just went to prison and did a gig. And everyone's like, woo, Johnny Cash. I mean, you would, yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a good guy. Well, watch Walk the Line. You'll decide for yourself. <laughs> oh. So, we're going to get a later train. We, well, yeah, we haven't got a choice. We're going to go to Fanny's. <laughs> so, we're going to go to Fanny's for our last beer. And that'll oh. be our... What's up? What's happened? Something else happened. Oh my god, is this on mic? What's happened? We're, fo- we're football fans, right? Well, Our listeners know that, do they? I think we've mentioned it a few times, yeah. I can't hold back at this stage. Liverpool have won today. I'm a massive red. It's just popped up on my phone that N'Golo Kante scored for Chelsea against Man City. It's 1 0 to Chelsea. Oh my goodness. As things stand, we're 12 points clear of Man City with wow. the same games played. I really, I really hope that like our podcast in April or May is, ali, ali, ali. is like Liverpool being ali, ali, ali. in the relegation zone. It's um, never gonna happen because <laughs> we're the fucking Reds. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> I think that's a good point to leave it for right this moment because I'm about to beat the shit out of the Reds. <laughs> Where are you? We are in Fanny's Ale House. 
in Saltaire, which is a fantastic place to be. Mm. What do you reckon? It made our top ten list. Well, you're, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's fucking, it's lovely. So, if you don't know Funny's Ale House, it's um, it's like in a townhouse building. That's fair, isn't it? It's over multiple floors. There's lots of nooks and crannies. They have fantastic different and fannies. beers on tap. Um, we're currently sat on the first floor. There's fairy lights all around us. What are we drinking? What we be drinking? We are drinking the Watson Brewery. Uh, it's called my my good man Mont- yeah. Montgomery. It's an American hopped IPA. So this is our final IPA of the evening. Unless we decide to have one when we get home. Entirely possible. Uh, want, want some. So Wantsum Brewery are from Kent. Yes, Kent. So they are. Uh, they get it from. They get the name of the brewery from the Wantsum Channel, the watercourse separating the Isle of Thanet and what's the mainland of the English county of Kent. During the time of King Henry VIII, all oh, bit of history for you there. There we go. Uh, the, this channel was the mooring place of the King's fleet. The brewery sits on what was one of the major tributaries of the Wantsum Channel. What do you think of this beer? I really like it, yeah. It's quite sessiony, it's isn't good. it? Yeah, it's uh, very different to what we've been drinking. Yeah. What we've been drinking. But, but not overtly sort of traditional, not overtly hoppy, just nice in between sort of gentle IPA I would say yeah yeah um, it. the other the thing that I was reading because we, we've not done a um, like uh, like a pro section for a while oh I read a word that made me think what the fudge is that so it was firkin do you know what a firkin is no idea so it said Watson Brewery was originally a six British barrel brewery which brewed 24 firkins a week so I was like what is a firkin so I looked it up and a firkin is a unit of measure and also the size of a particular kind of keg used to cask conditioning one quarter of a barrel 72 pints that's a lot of bits nine imperial gallons damn firkins can be wooden or metal the most curious thing about the manner in which they are tapped is uh, basically to keep air out the keg is laid on its side and the spout is driven in horizontally wow. it can get a bit messy if not done correctly and there's a guy like with beer all over his I can only imagine. face and hand. I mean he's throwing some pasty into that hammer he's, isn't he? he's got a big hammer yeah. he's got a massive that hammer that man needs a business he does he's smiling about it though he loves yeah, it there's froth everywhere yeah. oh, lovely 